My name is Sudhanshu and welcome to the Swadeshi Videshi podcast where we try to find out more about India and explore more about Indians through an insider and outsider's perspective. In 1999, Ziva Kunda, who actually was one of the most famous social psychologists, um, who was well known for her work in, in social cognition and motivated reasoning, she basically theorized that when we talk about social perception, society often tends to categorize along either the ra- uh, lines of race, sex, or age. Now, we all know that each of these categories come with their own effects and concerns. Um, you'll hear that on, and, and, and this discussion takes place uh, on mainstream media, on in activism, in politics. We're constantly thinking, discussing on the basis of um, sex and race, uh, race. But what I believe is that not enough attention has gone into the idea of ageism, which is a, a fancy word for just discrimination that is based off an individual's age. Now, this term and this concept uh, was developed by Robert Butler, who was this American physician, um, also you know, psychiatrist, um, was an author, and he did a lot of research on aging. And um, and when I say aging, obviously, I mean um, elderly. So. He primarily used this concept to describe, um, in other words, dissemination of the elderly. Even within the limited studies of ageism, uh, many have written about the issues that arise when we get older, the latter end of life. However, very few studies show the discrimination that young people face, um, you know, in the prior to when they age. So, um young people facing discrimination in facets of life uh, as they grow up, as they're molded. Now, I think that's pretty obvious of of what I'm trying to say. And I think ageism um, or discrimination is faced by young people all over us. But not enough research, not enough activism, not enough, you know, discourse has gone into the concept of ageism from the perspective of young people. Now, Saskia Sassen, an incredibly famous social, uh, sociologist based at Columbia, informally discussed with me about how the discrimination based on age, especially towards the younger side of the spectrum, gets very little attention due to the fact that, in a way, it's the one of the only discriminations that you can technically grow out of with time. With race, you were born into a racial identity that you cannot separate yourself from. With gender... Um, almost the same applies. Even though that you can be fluid in gender, which you know has its own crop of issues and discriminations, but in a you know very gray line ish um, with gender, uh, you face discrimination and can't change or grow out of it. But with age, according to her and according to many other people, it's different because as young people who face discrimination. Um, issues are are basically told or theorized or are expected that they can grow out of that discrimination 
when they get older. Now, I believe there could be merit to the argument um, of growing out of discrimination, but what's detrimental and what's at risk that and has been for a very long time is that because we're downplaying and we're trivializing how impactful the discrimination that young people face um, can be for young people in very formative years. You know, young people are often scapegoated and alienated due to their age, um, an age that supposedly lacks maturity and experience, and they're stripped for decision-making power in their personal and public lives. And you know this. Now, an issue for the limited research on ageism that exists within India, specifically, and and, all, and also around the world, um, is obviously the focus on ageism from an elderly's perspective. Um, in most of the research that I've done, the people that I've spoken with, um, lots of research on aging and, and issues that arise with ageism as, as you grow older, um, from political, social, economic, and personal perspectives. Um, but nothing on the alternative perspective, nothing about the discrimination that young people face from political, social, economic, and personal lenses in a very ageist society. Now, while a practitioner or a scholar might take a small paragraph to, and I've seen this, to acknowledge that there might be a problem on the other end, no one really has procured research. Um, and it's not something that's expected. It's not something that is a field that people want to research on. I mean, the, the problem is so blatant that, you know, the World Health Organization, WHO, um, which is primarily the main facilitator that deals with health and demographic profile issues for the United Nations, um, it lists ageism, actually, as a key issue that they tackle, right? So in their website, if you go on who.org, you'll find ageism as their one of their primary issues that they tackle um, and want to work on. But their research, their profile shows absolutely no interest in bringing to light the issues faced via ageism on the younger perspective. So I'm going to quote in one of their studies, or their primary study where they list out that ageism is um, their main focus. Quote, ageism is a stereotyping prejudice uh, and discrimination against people on the basis of their age. Ageism is widespread and an insidious practice which is harmful on the health of older adults. For older people, ageism is an everyday challenge. Overlooked for employment, restricted from social services, and stereotyped in media, ageism marginalizes and excludes older people in their community. Ageism is everywhere, yet is the most socially normalized of any prejudice, and is not widely countered like racism or sexism. These attitudes lead to the marginalization of older people within our communities and have negative impacts of their health and well-being. End quote. Now that was... Um, the the way that WHO describes their work and why the importance of it. And if you noticed in this is that not even once do they at all talk about ageism from a younger perspective, from a youth's perspective. And everything that they say, overlooked for employment, restricted from social services, stereotyped in the media, young people are facing those issues because of their age. They're being excluded. Again, what it says from communities and decision-making processes. Yet, the WHO refuses to highlight those. So, if scholars, practitioners, and those affected, whether they're young or old, 
They want to solve the blatant discrimination that is faced uh, when an individual's age varies too far onto one end of the spectrum. Then we must reconstruct the mainstream narrative of who ageism affects. Now, many sources you'll find, um, they'll allege that, you know, due to the modernization of society and the pace in which it's progressing, that elderly face significant problems acclimating to the rapidly evolving environment and sustaining their lives to the society that they live in. Um, as many uh, of them as if they, you know, they feel like second class citizens in a way. That's true. But the same thing, because of modernity, because of how society is progressing, and because of the ageist connotations and prejudice that are incorporated, young people are also the same way. It's not, oh, they know how to um, use an iPad better than old people so that they're not facing ageism. We have to get away from this notion, because it's the restrictions that are placed upon them. It's the limitations of the opportunities that they have. You know, no one wants to tackle the issue that ensures that young people who are alienated from the system, that who also feel like they're second-class citizens, um, who, you know, have been discriminated about, about, limited on their opportunities, who wants to talk about that? Who wants to tackle those issues? You know, I think it's time that young people, they sons, must, must vocalize this impending crisis and, and focus for a remedy. In a way... Ageism is an issue that affects young people, too. We need to think. We need to talk. We need to discuss. We need to ensure that that highlight also is focused, that even within the narrow boundaries and the limited research of ageism, that we're talking about ageism from both perspectives, the uh, elderly, but also from the young perspective. You know, you cannot, as the common narrative does, only attribute it to the discrimination of those who are turning old. Discrimination applies when you turn older, but also when you are young. Now, while it's evident that young people will grow older and be able to move beyond the discrimination as they become older, and whereas those that face discrimination um, as an elder will, will suffer through the discrimination and, and eventually um, pass away, I still emphasize that when young people are discriminated upon, their hopes are stifled. Their goals are trivialized and their ambitions are purposely limited. And then, what type of young are we molding and preparing? That's what we must, uh, we must ask ourselves. How will they fulfill that rhetorical fantasy that every leader places upon the youth, um, especially in India, when they say, uh, you know, the youth will change the country. How are we expecting that out of the same young people that we're stifling, that we're trivializing, that we're limiting? How will young people be content with life that they will live when everything they wanted was limited, sidelined, and decided by someone else much older? Maybe that could be a reason that India happens to have one of the highest youth suicides in the world. We need to think about this. The blatant discrimination that we are taking part in against young people without even realizing it.
Thanks for listening in to this episode of Sudeshi Videshi. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, concerns, or just want to send some love, you can reach out to me at, on Instagram at Sudanshu Kaushik or Twitter at Sudhi Kaushik. We'll be back soon with another episode where we try to find out more about India and Indians through an insider and outsider's perspective. <laughs>